Hello fellow geeks, it's Jay Shear, host of the Story Geeks podcast and co-founder of the Reclamation Society. How many of you watched the Oscars last night and thought, you know what, I really wish more geek films were nominated this year? I always think the same thing, which is why this year the Reclamation Society hosted the first annual Geek Awards. We asked our fellow geeks, which includes many of you, to vote for their favorite movies in nine different categories. And, by the way, if you voted, thank you for doing so. Based on those votes, we gave awards to the best geek film in each category. Then, a core group of Reclamation Society folks got together to reveal the winners. And that's what you're about to listen to on this podcast, the first annual Geek Awards. We reveal the top vote-getters and winners from each category, and we discuss our favorite geek movies throughout. Before we jump into the awards, I do want to mention that we are giving away a hard copy of Daredevil Yellow. If you're interested in winning that copy, all you have to do is submit an iTunes review of the Story Geeks podcast, the podcast you're listening to, and like our Facebook page. So stay tuned at the end of this podcast for a few more details in regards to the Daredevil Yellow giveaway. Joining me today to discuss and reveal all of the movies that have won Geek Awards here tonight are Marianne Holland, actress and star of Star Wars Rivals, our Star Wars fan film, also a producer on Star Wars Rivals and various other projects, Sandra Demas, editor and lifelong geek, and Daryl Smith, who you probably recognize as a guest host of the Story Geeks podcast, and also a lifelong geek himself, also a giant Batman fan, as it turns out. If you are interested in watching us discuss these films, we do have a video of this event on our YouTube page. It comes from our Facebook Live recording of the Geek Awards. I'll add a link in the show notes if you prefer to see what we all look like. You can see Marianne without her Star Wars Rivals makeup. You can see Sandra's pink hair and my current wannabe Gandalf beard. Uh, while you're there on the YouTube channel, if you choose to watch it over there, make sure you hit the subscribe button to be notified of future content. All right, without further ado, here are the 2016 Geek Awards. So the first category, category we're going to come to is writing. And this is personally like one of my favorites because I, as a writer, I always like look for like what's cool, what's what do I like about what was written, um, and I, I spend a lot of time here. So I am personally passionate about this particular category. Um, here are the top. So what we're going to do is, as I say, what the nominees are. The nominees are technically the top five vote getters. Okay. So this is again, I didn't nominate these. Nobody else nominated these. These were from the people who voted. So top five in this category for best writing of a geek film are Rogue One, Deadpool, Captain America Civil War, Arrival, and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So I'm going to pose this question to you guys before we announce the winner. Um, do any of those stand out to you? Are there other movies this year that you thought, like, ah, oh, the writing really compelled me in, in some way, shape, or form? I think of those top five, I'd probably... Lean toward Rogue One or Deadpool. Okay. Um, as Deadpool is a controversial one. People either it love is. it or they hate it. Yeah. And those are very different too. They are. Right? They are. But I actually enjoyed Deadpool, and I, I liked that um, they gave him just a totally different feel than the other characters, and and 
I like Ryan Reynolds too. He was it was a he was perfectly cast, I think. So. Very much so. Very perfectly cast. Yeah, I don't almost feel like you can't have anybody else in that role but Ryan Reynolds. Right. Seems kinda of like to me. Anybody else? What other writing what other, what other, what else stands out from a writing standpoint for you guys? My my favorite choice was Arrival. Uh, I think that, that movie is just beautiful, but it it has this amazing balance of being like heartbreaking, but also really hopeful mm-hmm. and beautiful. Mm-hmm. So interesting. I, ha- I haven't seen Arrival. So I know. It's like I know. You got to get there. I know. What I think is so fascinating. I just heard uh, something like once you have your cast, uh-huh. the film gets rewritten almost wow. just mm. based off of the cast and I think for me with Arrival I haven't read the screenplay but I can imagine that the cast and the CGI and all the aliens etc w- just the visual would probably be stronger than the writing itself mm. in my opinion mm. um, it's interesting that you say that because I heard there's a podcast out there called um, Blacklist Table Reads I believe and yeah, they interviewed the writer of Arrival, oh. which that's random. So that we're talking about this, but the writer of Arrival that actually is based off a short uh, short story um, that the writer said was the most uh, intriguing short story that he'd ever read, and it left him like emotionally like disturbed afterwards. Mm-hmm. Not disturbed necessarily in a bad way, but to the point where he was like, "I have to do something about this." So it's interesting yeah. that you say that because I'm sure it did shift after the screenplay version came out, but. I, I think that's how the so. movie is too. Like mm. a lot of movies, you go see, you walk out of it, and you're like, "That was good. I liked that. Let's move on with life." Yeah, you can't do that with a rival. You walk out really? of it, and you're like, "I have to think about this and mm. figure it out." Because well, it does, it stirs you in some way. So if the recommendation Society is about that, so now I have yeah. to watch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like I'm, 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 I'm kind of uh, over the uh, aliens have arrived. What are they here for? <laughs> that's been done so many times, but I'll have to watch it. Um, it stands out in that genre for sure. Yeah. It's it's unique. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, any other thoughts on, on on best writing? I will say this just from my perspective. Um, I actually did uh, a blog post for your website that you, mm-hmm. that, for pros and cons about Marvel versus DC. Right. And so it's not really surprising to me that <clears throat> Batman v Superman is not on the best writing list. <laughs> and, there's, and there's a specific storytelling aspect where Captain America Civil War is superior to Batman v Superman. So I think that that's, that makes sense that that's in there. Um, Captain America Civil War is impressive because of how many characters they juggled. Yeah. And, and, and juggled not well. distract from the yeah, story. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree. I love that. I yeah. thought that was character development. Like, totally. They nailed that. And they nailed like the conflict plus um, the camaraderie. Like They nailed all that stuff pretty well. It was pretty compelling. Well, they had so many films to do that too, because they couldn't have accomplished that in just the one. Yeah, you had to have some history there. Right. That's a really that good true. point. Mm-hmm. And as a writer, that's some of like what you have to factor in is like, what do people know? What do they not know? How much do I have to put in here? Mm-hmm. That's a really that's a really great point. Um, so you guys ready for the winner? Yes. Okay. Well, it's kind of fitting that we just talked about Captain America: Civil War because it was the winner. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Nice. Wow. So. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to Captain America Civil War. I actually don't know who wrote that. I'll have to look it up on IMDb and send them a... Send them a you won! Here's your award! Here's your award! Can geeks love you? Um, so, next up is soundtrack. 
And soundtrack and music are so compelling, especially in geek movies. And we've got such a rich history of great movie, music in geek films. So, before we jump into the, even the nominees, what are some of the things that have stood out for you guys from a geek movies and music perspective? In a good way? Oh, in a bad way. In a bad way. You can go bad, too. What jumped out for me was I did not uh, like the music in Rogue One. Oh, I Oh, okay, okay. At the points where I felt like I should be drawn in and emote with these characters, mm-hmm. I felt like the music was distracting. Oh, it wasn't really? um, mm-hmm. impactful in the right ways. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I don't tend to notice music very often. I tend to go on the journey with the visual and the audio sure, sure. at the same time. Yeah. Um, so when when I notice the audio, it's usually if it's not mm. uh, right up my alley. That makes sense. Was it because you had something to compare it to with the other Star Wars movies? No, absolutely not. Because there's moments where like they give you a little taste of some of the other scores right, and melodies right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And... That can be cool or it can be just distracting. Yeah. It's like a hard balance. To and it's not that I didn't like, you know, the, the composing of it. I think that just some spots were not. It, it, it was yeah. more how it weaved into the story. Yeah, Almost. yeah. I felt that way when they, um, when they landed on Scarif. Mm-hmm. And it sounded a little, to me, like um, Angry Birds. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, so I, I totally agree. And I feel like... With Michael Giacchino, the, yeah, yeah, um, I feel like he did, and he was a, he also did Star Trek Beyond, uh, and he yeah. he's done a bunch of different films that I prefer over this. So. Got it, got so, it. Yeah, I will say that in geek circles, that specific topic is a very widely discussed topic. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought my opinion was that he actually did it. So the first time I heard it. I saw Rogue One twice. I've seen it twice now. The first time I watched it, I thought, oh, that was not as good as John Williams. Yeah. And then the second time I watched it, I went, you know what? That's still a great soundtrack it, what, from what I thought. But what was interesting this year is that now I'm going to read the nominees <laughs> off. So we only had four in this category. Um, and by the way, if, if I say there's five or there's four, all that means is that in the, in the five spot, there was like five more films, right? So like, mm. rather than list all of them, I just cut that out and just went with four. So um, in, this, in this category, there were four, four films that are nominated based on the top votes. Um, those are Deadpool, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Rogue One, and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So now that you know what's been nominated or anything else that stands out there or anything else that you would critique or whatever, I will say this. I will say this just leading into this discussion too and you guys can respond. This is one of the first years of, that I'm aware when other people have taken on a composer's previous work. Yeah. It's almost all John Williams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, several of the films because you have the, uh, you have the Harry Potter soundtrack mm-hmm. which was done by John Williams. You have, the, you have the Star Wars soundtrack which was done by John And now other people are taking over for him. So that is kind of an interesting deal. But what do you guys think? I think the Batman v Superman one was yes. really good. That was really high on my list. Mm-hmm. It's just good music, and I like the very specific themes for each hero. Mm. And the moment when Wonder Woman shows yes. up in the movie for the first time, almost just because of the music, yeah. is just like that's the best part of the whole movie. Yeah, I think. 
Yeah, out of the ones you listed, I would pick Batman v Superman. In fact, for the first, um, that was kind of that was kind of the only thing that I liked about the film was just <laughs> like for Man of Steel. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I'm I'm excited for Batman v Superman. I'm excited for the score because yeah. I really love Hans Zimmer. So I I would pick that. Yeah. But of all the different films that came out this year, I think I might pick Kubo. Yes, that was my number one. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I just love interesting when there's different instruments and I don't know how you say it like the, the Japanese Simpson Simpson yeah, yeah. yeah I can't say it, but, um, but, but the way they weave it in like it's right. not like so Japanese <clears throat> that it's culturally specific right. like they weave it into a bigger score and, right and I thought that was a beautiful score and the end song with Regina Spector was really mm. great with um, one of my guitar Jet Weeps oh yeah that was yeah, really yeah. beautiful That's right. yeah. so I, that might be my favorite of the year. It wasn't even, it didn't even make our nominees. Uh, maybe I haven't seen it. It didn't? Yeah. Then you didn't get my votes. Oh. No. <laughs> it was well, my number one. Well, it, it, you may have been the only one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I should have There is that. There is I'm that. championing for Kubo, yeah. man. Kubo I, I guarantee you your votes were, were counted. Kubo is the underrated movie of this year. I didn't just go through here and be like, oh, Daryl vote. Yeah. Exclude. Yeah. <laughs> Exclude that. Screw that guy. Yeah. Um... So, and if anybody's on Facebook, let us know what soundtracks you liked for this year, um, and we'll and we can discuss that too. Um, I agree with what you guys are saying about the Batman v Superman, Donald Justice. It is one of the best parts of that film. I think I voted it number one yeah. because that, that was for me like super the the Wonder Woman reveal, and then that music that comes in, and the and it's like a hard rock. Yeah, soundtrack, yeah. and it just it disrupts the movie in in such a good way, in such a positive way that I really like that a lot. Um, so, shall we get to the winner? Mm-hmm. Okay, the winner is Rogue One again. Oh, I should say again. That's the first Rogue One. I feel like that's just a bias, though. Like, I wonder if you take it and pop it into some other movie that it people would just take it for its face value of. This, this score versus a score tied to oh Star Wars and so we are doing question. something that has geek in the title and it's a Star Wars film <laughs> no I know yeah. but I mean if you put it into any other I mean as a score it's it's good yeah no I didn't it didn't make my top yeah. three it did make my top three but it wasn't my first choice it might, might not even have been my second but I listened to even for some of the movies that I didn't see I went on and listened to the score for them and I think that um the thing about Star Wars, it instantly captures you with its, it's very dynamic, mm-hmm. right? All the scores of all the Star Wars, like you can feel the emotion. It's almost like you could write your own scene mm-hmm. to whatever the theme. So what's interesting about what you said was, mm-hmm. but it didn't match the scene you were watching. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of an interesting take on it because I felt like it was a good soundtrack in and of itself, but I wasn't paying attention to that degree, I don't think. I don't know if it's necessarily it didn't match it. It just it might have overpowered it, or it might oh. have just um, just you. tried to make you feel something, but it didn't just quite get it. Got get it. There. Got it. And I, I'm talking especially about the point where her spoiler alert, her dad dies. Oh yeah. Um, I just felt like I wanted to feel. Yes. And then I just heard violins and heard like <laughs> now is your time to be sad. <laughs> Instead of, this is legitimately really disturbing and very sad. Right. Yeah. right, 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 right. So. A little over the top. Yeah. So one more question before we leave soundtrack. Because I think that you, you have an interesting thing that's happening this year 
with a lot of the geek movies like Deadpool and Suicide Squad that are using like almost like pop, rock, yeah, rap, yeah, and they're yeah. mixing that throughout. Mm-hmm. So what is your take on that? Do you have a preference of an orchestral score? Do you have a preference of working those in? Does it just fe- does it depend on the movie? Like how do you guys feel about that? I yeah. think it depends on the on the film. Mm. Um, I liked I think Deadpool had kind of that feel where parts of it sounded like uh, Michael Jackson, yeah, parts right. of it sounded like eight bit. Um, mm-hmm. really cool and so I, I like that yeah. um, like Chappie had kind of uh, that industrial sound and I mean I know that's older but ooh there was another one that had kind of an industrial sound that came out this year oh yeah and um, oh, Arrival actually mm-hmm. um, oh interesting I liked that one too and, and so I'm, I'm okay without um, it being like kind of an orchestra yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. yeah no I, I think it depends on the movie some movies the orchestral thing makes most sense because you can tailor make it better. Yes. You, know? you write it for the movie, whereas if you're using pop music, you can do editing and mixing and stuff like that, but you're a little more right. constrained. I, Suicide Squad was one that I actually voted for. Oh, because okay. It wasn't at the top of my list, but I think as far as using pop music, they did really well. And I think it fits with those kinds of characters, you know? Right. So That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like it too I mean I, I think it depends on the movie I think for Suicide Squad and Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy which did yeah. it great right mm-hmm. which was obviously not this year but um, those I mean that was part of the story because the awesome mix was like part of the story so I think it I think it works well when they do it I think it's one of those things too though where sometimes they try too hard to match a song that's popular to a movie scene that doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. But I love it when they do the opposite. When they take a, like a, you're, you would never assume that you would have this song at this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, but it just works for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I like that too. Mm-hmm. That was very good. The beginning of, of Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. What was the beginning of Deadpool? Um, that Angel in the Morning. Mm-hmm. When, uh. when they were, yeah, that was like, what? <laughs> right, exactly. But, yeah, there are some that are like that. Funny. There are some that are like that. Yeah. Um, Cool. So next up is visual effects. Uh, and this is actually a category that in the Oscars, geek movies actually win in this, in this category. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, what, I don't know, before we even dive into the nominees, are there any that you guys felt like really should be mentioned? I will totally mention Doctor Strange. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, visually, yeah. I thought that was stunning. Very, very well mm. done. Um, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Strange is awesome. Mm-hmm. There's just like everything turning in on yeah. itself and turning over. And, like, and oh you just God. feel like your head just has to go with it. Yeah. And you yeah. get a little dizzy because it's so well done. Yeah. 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 Very true. It was, when I saw the trailers, I thought, okay, it looks like Inception and yes. how they're doing it. And then when yes. I saw the film, I'm like, whoa, this is like <laughs> yeah. next level. It's and way then, beyond it. Then all like, the hands, all, it, it made me laugh because it was so peculiar and, and um, just something that I, I could not have imagined. Right. So I, I was thinking, man, like someone was sitting there thinking this mm-hmm. and that's pretty amazing. So it is, I think their visual effects were just kind of out of this world. Yeah. That's how you know that you're not, you're, you're not as creative as you think you are. <laughs> when you see something like that, you're like, oh wait, like, I would have not thought of that. Right. Like, how does that happen? Um, any other movies you got to throw out there before I read the nominees? I picked a couple that where basically the whole movie was an effect. So like Kubo, oh, yeah, Kubo and the Two Strings and yeah. the Jungle yeah. Book. Yeah. I thought I'm both. so glad you mentioned the Jungle Book because yeah. 
I feel like that's, I feel like that film is a little bit underrated. Mm. It's really good. It's super good. Yeah. Have you guys seen it? I yeah. Haven't. Oh, you need to see it. But it's I, awesome. I heard it's like literally the boy was in front of a green screen the entire time. Pretty much. It's crazy. It is also, and he, in my opinion, he's the weakest part of the movie. Like all of the stuff that they created from scratch yeah. is like yeah. amazing. I actually voted for going back to our previous category. I voted for the Jungle Book in the soundtrack category. Oh, oh because the way that they take the Disney songs and then interpret them right. into a yeah. live action, uh-huh. the first thing I thought was, "There's no way that they're gonna have anybody singing those songs." But that's the Jungle Book isn't the Jungle Book without those songs. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when they started incorporating them, I'm like, "What?" And, yeah. and it's good. It's not like it breaks the flow or anything. It's phenomenal. Well, Bill Murray singing. Is just, <laughs> that's right. You have to love that. You have to it, love it was that. really cool. They gave it like a very jazzy feeling. Totally. Yeah. Um, without it being too swingy which yes. it was more so in the cartoons yeah, yeah so. exactly yeah. well they actually I think they actually went to New Orleans and it had sounded like, like it the, oh, had the legit players play it yes that's what it is I, was, I didn't want to butcher that name so I'm going oh, to say because, because that was like one of my most favorite experiences yeah. ever is seeing them live yeah. oh that's yeah. awesome yeah. yeah and also uh why is the guy's name slipping my mind? Who's the guy from? Walken. Walken. Yeah. Walken's whole whole song and how that plays out and what's going on when that song is happening. Yeah. It's just so well done. I was, I was really impressed by that movie. That one, they actually had the guy that wrote the original song rewrite it for oh, this movie. He's no still way. around. Yeah. And because they changed the animal. Like in, in the original Jungle Book, he was like, what was he, like an orangutan or something like something that? Something like that, yeah. And in the new one, he's an Australopithecus. Yeah, that's right. I'm saying that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you are. Yeah. yeah. What? So they went to the guy and they said, we're, re- we're redoing this. We're changing it. <laughs> yeah. um, we were wondering if you wanted to update the song, but it's this now it's this Australopithecus. Yeah. <laughs> but he did it. He wanted to name the song like two times. Yeah. Like, he was like, oh, I can do that. That <laughs> guy's super excited. Yeah. He was. We're going back. This is my classic work. All right. So the nominees for this category for visual effects are Deadpool, Rogue One. There's a theme with Rogue One, man. It's in like every single thing. <laughs> Doctor Strange. So that, that, yeah. that was the one we talked about. Kubo and the Two Strings, which yeah. we talked about. And then the Jungle Book. Oh. So those are all the nominees. Um, I agree with you, by the way, just before I announced the winner, that I thought um, Kubo and the Two Strings was... I actually dislike it from a storytelling standpoint, which I know there's a lot of people that don't agree with me. I know, I know, I know. But we'll have an angry podcast. We'll have an angry podcast, yeah. We'll have a podcast where we argue all about Kubo. But um, from a visual standpoint, it is amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So any bets on what won this category, though? Ooh. Probably Rogue One. Doctor Strange. <laughs> oh, I know. Pro- probably Rogue One, but... Yeah. Rogue One wins. <laughs> oh. so, so here's I feel what... bad rooting against Star Wars, but... Yeah. Well, I will say this about Rogue One, okay? So this is the first film where we're going back to... <laughs> The exact time frame of the uh, original trilogy, uh-huh. and so you're dealing with now a like mm-hmm. beloved special effects from the 1970s, mm-hmm. and I think you can even see in the film the transition from uh, Episode Three, Revenge, all the way through to uh, A New Hope. Like, like the beginning looks a little bit more polished, but as you get into it, it gets a little grittier. So I actually think the Rogue One was phenomenal. So I wouldn't actually, I would, I'm okay with it winning. I don't think I voted it yeah. for number one. I think I might have voted for 
Kubo was number one, but in and I don't think any of us are saying that it was bad right. or that it wasn't. Bad. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was Visually, okay, for me, yeah, I think like set design wise and stuff like that, yeah, it was brilliant. Like it totally felt like a new hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, the last yes. like two Loved minutes. <laughs> well, that's what I'm. Here, okay, so can we do spoilers? Are we allowed to? Oh yeah, spoiler alert! Okay, spoiler spoilers. alert! <laughs> <laughs> this is huge. Yeah. Um, so I thought the effects were good, yeah. but I have a problem with the way they chose to use them. Because in oh. my mind, again, spoiler alert, I can't say that enough, <laughs> we should not see Leia's face at the end of the oh. movie. I thought it looked yes. bad, I thought it yeah. was one step too far. Yeah, yeah. Open the door, show her from behind, we all know that white robe, you know, yeah. we all know who that right. is. Yeah, 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 and just stop. Leave it at that. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, so I have to ask you guys this question. What did you think about the CG? people at first i I didn't know if it was cg yeah um but i was wondering what was wrong with their face yeah Uh, for the longest time did you know that the actor i knew no i did not know that i didn't know that and so i was like there's something wrong with his lips he just why is he not wrong his lips Uh. and and it it took me out of it so once Uh, those scenes were uh, done i had no idea what they were about because all i could focus Uh, on was their face that makes sense, yeah. For I me, thought they did great with him. They they but. did like when I first saw him, I was like, how? Like, yeah. I, yeah. And so I'm like, is this a kid who looks like or mm. just an actor? I wasn't sure. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I don't I don't think this is. I think there it's the Tron thing, like what yeah. they did with um, Bridges, um, and with Carrie. I saw the film when it came out, and then I saw it. A second time after she passed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I agree that they shouldn't have showed her, but except mm-hmm. for the second viewing after she passed, it did end up being a good tribute. Face but... was like, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it, if she hadn't passed, then we shouldn't have seen her face. But yeah. it was kind of no, that's true. Special that we could still see her. There were very strong opinions about that. I I kind of felt like um, the first time I watched it mm-hmm. and I saw Tarkin, I was like. I think this is gonna be get tiring really fast because I think the the first time I see it is gonna be like whoa crazy Tarkin and because I mean who doesn't want to see Tarkin again right, right? right but then as like as I watch this film because I'm gonna watch it another twenty five times or more <laughs> um, that I'm gonna get tired of seeing the lips being a little off or the eyes not being quite there and but then the second time I saw it I was like no actually I like it even mm. more this time it's because now that I know it's coming it's like it's not distracting like. Mm. Because the first time it is a little distracting, you're like, is it real enough? And then you're like, oh no, I think I'm cool with it. It's it's good. I like it, you know? But I mean, it is incredible what they've been able to do yeah. and yeah. accomplish. Yeah. From and just, if you think of from too, the right? 70s, yeah. from the Star Wars, beginning Star Wars to now, that's yeah. kind of a big jump in terms of Huge. CG. Yeah. And Star Wars has been leading that jump mm. the entire time because of Industrial Light and Magic being a part of all of that, yeah. so. But yeah, I want to say his voice was impressive too, because you know obviously they can't have Peter Cushing read dialogue because he's not around anymore. Ooh, we but... have actually going back for oh, yeah. the score. We have uh, Fantastic Beasts is pretty comparable to John Williams' work, but Rogue One is it? Oh, interesting. Oh, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, I guess you have to you have to decide as a composer whether or not you're going to be really true to the work, or if you're going to actually have it be more of a inter- your own interpretation. Right. So. That's interesting. I remember. I remember when I went to hear the Fantastic Beasts soundtrack. I mean, as soon as the 
Harry Potter sort of riff comes on, you're just like, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, that's awesome. Um, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, okay, so now, any other comments on visual effects? No, but I, I agree, Kubo. Yeah. 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 The fact that that's stop motion, I had to look it up and go, this this isn't stop motion. This is this is 3D. Well, it's not only stop motion. Right. But well, it's mostly stop motion. It's mostly stop motion. I got to see yeah. them at Universal Studios. They have um, oh, really? a, a Leica. Really? Oh, yes. And I was just, for every like little character, it was everything. It was Coraline, Box Trolls, Paranorman, and um, That's cool. Kubo. And I was taking pictures of everything. And that huge... Thing is like the largest stop motion animation really? thing that's ever been made. It's really? super big. Mm. Can it's you imagine? Like the size. I don't of have the patience to make that movie. It's gotta it's be like insane. This yeah. and then this and then yeah, that's crazy. We have another uh, comment. Okay, let's uh, hear it. Interesting side note about Tarkin's yes. voice. They used some of his dialogue from the originals thrown in with a new actor's dialogue. Really? Yeah, that's what I was getting at. And that new actor is somebody. I think it's somebody whose name I recognized. I just. He's been in other things. Yeah, yeah I just can't, I can't remember who it is, thin, but just like just like yeah, the, like they went to him because he's he has this like good Peter Cushing impression that he can do, <laughs> right. and they went to him and he's like, that's stupid, I can't do that. <laughs> so they had to like sell him on it, but yeah. he agreed in the end it would be more of a tribute. But dude, how cool is that? Yeah, like, you do an amazing impression of this guy. You want to yeah. beat him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, the, right. and Carrie Fisher's face was she was actually modeled by someone a Norwegian girl. Really? Mm-hmm. You could have had that job. I, I could have. <laughs> I could have had that job. Um, and uh, who were those comments from? That was from Cody Shearer. Cody Shearer, my brother. He actually moderated. Hi. He was supposed to be here. He, he, he's sick, unfortunately. Cody, get better soon. Um, he also is a, he used to be a moderator of a Star Wars wiki. So if you have a Star Wars question, just throw it out to Cody. Um, what about the first question? Who's the, or the first That one? was from Sarah Elizabeth. Oh, but, Sarah Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> They're both watching. Thank you guys for supporting the Reclamation Society. (laughs) Hey guys, pardon my brief interruption here, but do you need a new pair of headphones? If you do, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Urban Vinyl. They make premium wood headphones that look amazing. But here's the thing. They're made by audiophiles for audiophiles, so they sound as good as they look. In fact, reviewers have called their headphones the best headphones on the market, better even than Bose and Beats. And you know what? I agree. They're what I use when I record this podcast. Please consider purchasing a pair using the link in the show notes. If you click the link to their website and use the promo code J, my name, my first name, J-A-Y, super simple, you save 15% and Urban Vinyl will make a donation to the Reclamation Society. So if you need headphones or you're looking to upgrade the pair that you currently have, definitely take a look at what Urban Vinyl has to offer. Click the link in the show notes to visit their website and use my name, J-A-Y, to get the 15% discount. Thanks for letting me interrupt. Now, let's get back to the show. So up next, we have best design. And, and so in the interest of time and just complexity, I threw design as like production, costume, makeup. I threw them all into the same category, mm-hmm. which does that whole part of the industry injustice because you all deserve your own special awards but <laughs> we're on a budget so we, we, we can only do so many so um i'll go ahead and read the nominees then we'll talk about them um top four in this category are rogue one dr strange uh star trek beyond and alice through the looking glass 
So, really? Were there any that were missed in that that you would say, like, oh, that's got to be thrown in there for best design? I don't want to be a broken record, but Kubo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> true, true. I feel like even though I didn't see it, but it, it was amazing yeah. as far as just the visuals was Warcraft. Oh, um, that's true. kind of feel like that was yeah. pretty, uh, yeah, that was pretty amazing. But um, I don't know if I would have put Alice through the looking glass. <laughs> no, I did see it. I fell asleep during. Yeah, but, yeah, same, same. Um, I mean, aren't we past giving Tim Burton awards for his, <laughs> his style? I mean, it hasn't changed in twenty years. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm trying to think of the other. So Warcraft, um, I did watch Warcraft. Warcraft was a lot of CG. The CG was amazing. Mm-hmm. I will say that some of the design on Warcraft, though it was amazing, it felt. So Warcraft has a couple tones to it, right? And I'm not like a huge Warcraft person because I haven't even played World of Warcraft before, but I played the early games. And I feel like World of Warcraft had taken kind of more of a cartoon feel. And it, and it jumps between this like in-game cartoon kind of look to this cutscene, hyper-realistic with like just like kind of grittier look. Mm-hmm. I really love the, the grittier look. Mm-hmm. The movie, I think, took on... It, did, it, it, it could not find a balance between the two. Mm-hmm. So the one thing I'll say about Warcraft was that it, I think it had like some identity issues almost. Mm. But I don't know. That, that film I've heard got messed with a lot. So whenever a film gets messed with a lot, mm-hmm. you, who knows what's going to happen to it. Um, <clears throat> DC movies right now. I mean, what? Um, so... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Come on, let's not make this a DC. <laughs> no, no, I love DC. I love DC. You know that I love DC. Um, but in that case, I do think it gets messed with. So uh, those are the top four. Any others that come to mind? It's interesting to see Star Trek. It's the first time Star Trek has come up, I think. Mm-hmm. I would have. I, I did on my votes. I would have put Batman v Superman in there. Yeah, their costume design is pretty amazing. And Captain mm-hmm. America was great too. Yeah, Captain America was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I probably would have voted for both of those movies over Doctor Strange. As awesome as Doctor Strange was, I thought it was better from a visual effects standpoint mm-hmm. as opposed to a design standpoint, but mm-hmm. what do I know? Um, Rogue One is in there again. I think people just love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so shall we reveal the winner? Yeah. Okay. I have a feeling I know what it is. Yeah, Rogue One! <laughs> um, oh my gosh. So there's a trend. People love Rogue One. That's what it's coming down to. Um, I'll interject this at this point in time. I know this is not even related to this at all, but it's kind of related. Where would you, where do you guys place Rogue One in, the, in all the Star Wars films? Where would you put it in, as, in your listing of favorites? Oh man. I put it in number three. Okay, behind which behind two? Uh, Empire uh-huh. at two and Force Awakens at number one. Force Awakens at number one. Yeah. Nice. That's a controversial. It's opinion. a J.J. Abrams Star Wars movie. It's true. Yeah. That's like the so best of two worlds. If Rogue One had a little bit more lens flare, just go <laughs> yeah, a little bit more lens flare <laughs> right to the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think I would just put the original. Trilogy. In order or? First. No, no, no. We just put that, just lump them together. Okay, okay, okay. And then, I don't know. Maybe Force Awakens and then Rogue One. Okay, that's and fair. And prequels. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to mention the prequels. I know, no, no, not really. Are those Star Wars films? <laughs> no, not anymore. What do you think? Mary? I I have to say, I 
really liked Rogue One. Yeah. As I really thoroughly enjoyed every minute watching it, and I can't say that for all the others. So, oh, the original. You know, I <laughs> I had a hard time with the originals. Now, when did you see them? Um, within the past few years. Okay, within so the past two years. Yeah, because yeah. we all have nostalgia going on because we right. saw them a long time ago, yes. right? So it probably looked cheesy, yes. maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And when you're used to seeing movies made in the 2010 era, then it's mm. hard to go back and watch something made in the 70s where you're expecting like there's a person in there and yeah. there's yeah. one. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There is actually a podcast right now. Um, message me for the link if you want to listen to this. But there's a podcast that's actually there's a there's a filmmaker who has never watched Star Wars. And so this guy's interview, this big Star Wars fan is having him go through the movies, actually starting at episode one, mm. which is an interesting choice, and going through them in order. And it's a very fascinating um, podcast. Okay. So message me for the link and I'll find it mm. and I'll shoot it over to you, but uh, it's worth cool. listening to. Um, I put it at number two in my list. Mm. Behind what? Empire. Okay. Empire is always one number one for me. Yeah. Uh, I put it at number two. I like the dark tone. I mean, I guess Star Wars Rivals has to be yes. <laughs> there, but I don't know. Yes. Like, it doesn't count as canon. It <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I really liked Rogue One a lot. So. Which I think you would because I have heard that people have said that Star Wars Rivals seemed very similar to Rogue One. Uh, yeah, I mean... And so I would assume since you created Star Wars Rivals that you would also then like Rogue I'm One. I'm going to start calling Ben Anklum, the director of our film, uh, Gareth Edwards. I'm going to just see how that goes. Uh, no, they, I think to- yeah, the tone, it, it decided to take a darker and grittier tone, which uh, books and games that are in the Star Wars universe have taken on that tone yeah. and I love it when they take on that tone and this, this movie did that too. I do think, uh, we'll get to this later, but I'll have a question for you guys too. I do think that if you're going to complain about Rogue One, people have, um, that like character development wise, yeah. like Force Awakens wins. Like they, you love those characters, they develop yeah. more. Yeah. Rogue One lacks a little bit of that. Um, so we can dive into that later, but um, for now, we're going to move on into um, cinematography. So uh, I'll go ahead and um, announce the nominees, and then we'll discuss kind of cinematography. So the top four in this category are uh, Rogue One. Surprise, surprise. I think it's shown up in almost every single category now. Uh, Arrival, Doctor Strange, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. So those are the top four. I think Arrival. I was going to say the same thing. I go Batman, Superman. Because I think... Cinematography is the one thing that nobody can argue that Zack Snyder's good at. Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, everybody, everybody can pick on Zack Snyder for something. He might be the best visual filmmaker yeah, in the business. Visually, he's amazing. Yeah. In my opinion, obviously. But Arrival was really great. Yeah, it was too. so beautiful. And so it was so realistically mm. shot. That yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. Really? It was still so beautiful, it. though. But not think. in like a gritty way. In right. Like a real right. poetic yeah, kind of way. Yeah, right. very poetic. Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna have to see it now. I, I'll say that all Let's of just these. Stop and go watch it. Yeah, yeah come back. Come back. Yeah. Be right back, guys. Um, I will say that all of these four, I think, um, are well deserving to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that they're all superior to, for example, like 
Captain America um, Civil War, which is great, but again, I just think that these are a little bit... These, these you're kind of in awe as you're watching it. Um, there are moments, too, in, the, in each of these films, well, I haven't seen Arrival, but all the other ones, where you're just kind of sitting there like... What am I watching right now? This is crazy. Like, yeah. just I'm thinking of Rogue One, the shot of the Death Star above the um, above the planet. I mean, such a great shot. The the uh, what do you call the um, the Star Destroyer? The Star Destroyer coming out of the shadow. I mean, like those shots are just like oh yeah, mm-hmm. outstanding. Uh, we have a comment from uh, Jamie Smith who says, oh, yeah. "Arrival. <laughs> it makes an alien invasion scenario feel real and mm-hmm. plausible." And that yeah. I would agree with that because I feel like I can't I have see to agree with where <laughs> the cinematography ends and where the CG starts. Mm-hmm. Like it's just uh, it's it's, true. You like the alien spaceship thing? Yeah. I don't know how they did that, but that was just it looked very real. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why it's not one of those movies that you were uh, talking about earlier with just you know aliens come to Earth and how do we deal with that? Because yeah. it even looks different. It doesn't look like one of those movies. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. I felt the same way about Independence Day. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't feel that was not That was not how I felt about Independence Day. Yeah. Although, anything with Will Smith, you got to get some award, right? <laughs> um, okay, so you guys want to hear what won? Yes. Okay, what do you think won? Rogue right. One. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... Rogue One wins. One is in the name of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's Rogue what it is. One won. It's just the, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I agree with Daryl on this one. I actually think that Batman v Superman was the best um, visual film I saw. So there is a uh, there's the scene in the beginning of Batman v Superman where we see Batman in costume for the first time. Mm-hmm. I believe is the is the best Batman scene on film that I've ever seen. Yeah, the way that they, he films it like it's a horror movie, and you already know that Batman is is going to be super dark in this film. That's just a fantastic scene all the way through. See, I'd give it to the scene where he's fighting all of the all of the like lackey guys trying yeah. to save Martha Kent, especially in the Ultimate Edition because it's longer, and uh, more brutal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the first time I've seen Batman fight on screen, and it actually looks like I feel like Batman should look when yeah. he's fighting. You know. Versus like Michael Keaton, not being able to turn his neck. Correct, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. So. Cody says that next year we'll have to call them the Last Jedi Awards. Yeah, we might have to. Is that Jedi plural or singular? Uh, oh, actually, you know that's been discovered already. Yeah, because I know. In the German version, it's yeah. plural. Yeah. So, spoiler alert. It kind of makes it less interesting because now it's like, oh, who is it? Yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah. just all of them. It's all of them. All right, so... I could dive into that really deep, but we'll just keep going. (laughs) Um, Okay, so next up is the lead actress and lead actor categories. And one of the big bummers about this, I actually wanted to have some more categories um, about supporting um, actor and actress as well. So before we... um, I'll I'll go ahead and read off the nominees for lead actress. But before we reveal the winner, I actually want to talk a little bit more about some of the supporting actresses as well that you guys thought were amazing this year. So, top five in this category for best lead actress, Amy Adams as Louise Banks in Arrival, um, Felicity Jones as Jen Erso in Rogue One, uh, Catherine Waterstone as Tina in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad, and Mia Wasikowska as Alice, <laughs> Alice Through the Looking Glass. 
I think I'm saying that right. I have no idea. Wasikowska. If she listens, she can get mad. I bet you. <laughs> she what do you guys think? Is there, is there? So we'll start. We'll start here. Let's start with lead actress. What do you guys think about these? I wish I had seen Fantastic Beasts, but I haven't yet. Ah. Yeah, neither have I. I've seen it, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Pick. Put you wouldn't put her in there. Mm-mm. Um. I also feel like poor Jen didn't have a lot to work with. Um. As a character development wasn't very strong, and she didn't have a whole lot of lines. Not that you necessarily have to have a lot of lines to portray a lot of really good emotion, um, but she didn't go on enough of a journey emotionally in order to warrant a win. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, d- I did hear that some of the reshoots were making her character more likable in the beginning. Mm. which probably took away from her character development to a degree. But but because it's a very plot-driven film, I mean, the whole film is basically like, we need to figure out how they got the plans to the Death Star, mm-hmm. period. Like, that's that's the, that's a plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you fit characters that develop in that plot? Well, you got to mm-hmm. throw in some scenarios. But I wonder if some of her more dramatic scenes were removed because it wasn't cohesive throughout. Like, I don't know, but that could be that could be part yeah. of it. Um, how do you think Amy Adams did? I didn't see Arrival, so I, you guys I, did. For me, she's the easy answer to this mm-hmm. question. Okay. And to, for me, she's the best performance in any movie of the whole year. Mm. Oh, wow. And she's nominated for an Oscar, I think, too. She better be. Yeah. So that's cool. She's great. Yeah. And so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I think in, in the ones that you've listed, I yeah. would pick Amy Adams. But okay. I would... I would I think Felicity, probably more so in A Monster Calls. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I will give a shout out to Margot Robbie, who I thought yeah. was fantastic as Harley Quinn. Um, now, now we're going to transition a little bit into supporting actress, because when I couldn't put a supporting actress category into the voting, um, I voted personally for a supporting actress as the, for, for the top award in my category. Because I thought that Viola Davis as yeah, uh, Amanda was, yeah. Waller was phenomenal. Oh. And she's an amazing actress. So I, I, uh, I thought she was outstanding, personally. We got to see her at um, the taping of Conan when they have really? Suicide Squad. And yeah. she was talking about, and I, I think this was actually on the show, I don't, um, but she was talking about what she would do before they would start rolling and how she would talk to the characters to really demean them. Really? Oh. Calling them names. and wow. um, And then they would start. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man. Like, so I knew that before. She was just trying to one-up Jared Leto, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. You think you got tricks? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've been around. Yeah. That's awesome. I thought she was, yeah, I thought she was phenomenal. So she actually got my top vote. I did actually throw a vote to Margot Robbie as well. Because I think that's a tough character to... I think it's tough to take Harley Quinn and make her not just complete bimbo stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because that's been a take that the, mm-hmm. the like the cartoon has done and not all the comics have done that. The comics have shown her some more respect than that. Mm-hmm. But I think that Margot Robbie had a really good balance. You never I don't think you ever thought that 
you actually felt sorry for her a lot. You felt mm-hmm. emotionally like, yeah. please make a good choice. Like, don't go back to the Joker. Um, <laughs> but uh, I thought she did a really good job with that character and like kind of working that through the entire way. So um, I'll throw that out there. Shall we look at who won? Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. Drum, drum roll, please. Oh, come on. Felicity Jones as Jen Erso again. So, yeah. That's, so we have a lot. Of Was it just you and your brothers that voted? Like, did nobody else vote? <laughs> I actually didn't vote for. Um, I didn't. So I think Felicity Jones is a great actress, but I agree with Marianne. I don't think she was given much to do much with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Daisy Ridley as Rey is oh, is actually one of my top three favorite yeah. characters in the Star Wars universe, <clears throat> um, behind uh, Boba Fett and Han Solo, but. Jin Erso, I felt like, is like, yeah, I, I, she's fine, but there's nothing about her that's so... They didn't give her much to work with, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just couldn't... So, for me, I didn't even put her on the list, I don't believe, so... Um, I know if Cody were here, he'd probably be like, what, you guys are crazy? So he can say that, he can comment on that on, <laughs> Come the, on, on, the, on the Facebook. Bring you it. guys are nuts. Um... <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to get into lead actor, and we're going to go through the same process where we'll talk about supporting as well. Um, I will say that these two categories got the most votes. So the winner was not like an all-out, like, the the dynamic was not um, uh, very much uh, someone's far away out the winner. It was very close, and there was lots of nominees. Yeah. Um, so the top five in this category for lead actor were Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, Michael Shannon as Roy in Midnight Special, uh, Alan Tudyk as K2SO in Rogue One. Really? For lead? Well, again, I didn't, I didn't put the rules out there. See, this yeah. is hard because, sorry, go ahead and finish it off, then I'll, yeah. then I'll rant. <laughs> yeah, last, last one is, uh, Rant pause. Yeah, yeah pause that rant. Uh, last one is Eddie Redmayne as okay. new, uh, Scamander. Sure. Mm. Scamander, Scamander. Fantastic piece of work. So the, the lead actor and actress thing is hard because mm-hmm. I think in these movies, specifically these ones that we characterize as geek movies, yeah, you don't typically have one, one lead character. Right. These are like exactly. ensemble movies. So Next time I'm going to say best actress, best actor, yeah. lead the lead out. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Ryan Reynolds is at the top of the list because he's, he's the only one. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> 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 but... I mean, I didn't see Deadpool, so I can't speak to that. But, yeah, it's just hard because... It's very hard. They're all very ensemble-based. Well, Benedict Cumberbatch, that's pretty lead. Yeah, I think he was on my list, but... Yeah. My favorite is in here, but we'll see. So, let's let's talk about that, though. So, so who, who was your favorite? Like, what do you think was the best performance? Michael Shannon in Midnight Special. Okay, okay. I haven't seen that yet, so... Yeah, I haven't either. Um, and specifically because I kind of hate him. Like... As I a, didn't as like as him as Zod. I don't like watching him. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I, I like watching him. Oh, wow. I don't like watching Super him at all. Super compelling. He looks like he's going to go him. crazy in every scene that he's in. Like, I think that's why weird. I don't like him. It's like, all right, you yeah. go kill somebody. That's fine. You're crazy. But, but in this one, he he's playing a father. He's playing like uh, the most earnest, passionate, trying to protect his son, yeah. father. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's so good. So. What do you guys think? What would be your... I'd... I'd probably pick Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Because um, he's hot. 
<laughs> no, not not because... six pack. It's just a six pack. No, I've, I've, I've actually I've always liked him since Two Guys and Girls and Pizza Place. Oh, okay. I've just I thought I loved his sense of humor, and I feel like he brought a lot of that out. Mm. Um, so it's really interesting to see Deadpool, and then to see Ryan Reynolds as we know him, um, really like how he is on Twitter. It, they're they're so much the same. Yes. That well, aside from you know mercenary all that stuff, but. Yeah. Um, but he's just, it was really good to see him in that role. I think it was so fitting and to see him kind of struggle through his being sick and then trying to get better and, um, and then just fighting all of these people. And, <laughs> right, right, right. And, so I liked him. I, and I think Benedict Cumberbatch, I don't know. I think he just gets so much that I don't want to give it to him. He's, yeah. He kind of gets everything. He does. So... Just Did you that. feel like his performance was as powerful in Doctor Strange, though, as in some of his other work? No. no. I, his no. performance is completely unmemorable. I, I don't But compared that. to some of the other male performances amongst the other geek movies. Yes. I think it's it the lack powerful. of an accent, too, that just... Yeah. And you know what? I thought feels... his American accent was poor. It was! Oh, see, I thought it was good. Really? I just, I just got... A little tired of it. I'm uh, like, I was there was, there was all the characters like, that you could just suddenly make British. Like it seems like Doctor Strange. It'd be fine if he was British. Right. Like why not? <laughs> it was so distracting because yeah. I I love Sherlock and so to just see him without I don't know. Whenever I see British actors with an American accent, I'm like, no, we should no. Um, and so I also I think sometimes when an actor is focused so much on their accent, it mm-hmm. tones down their performance. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. might have been, for me, what mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, I think that's what happened Subconsciously, with Sigourney Weaver, Weaver in uh, Monster Calls. When she was doing mm-hmm. the British accent, it just felt... And she's a great actress, but it felt odd. Too much concentration mm-hmm. on the right. mm-hmm. technique mm-hmm. instead of the emotion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. who did you think for best? I mean, just Ryan Reynolds, because he's hot. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Six, yeah, just a six-pack who gets vote, vote, instant vote. Um, Alan Tudyk, I think, is worth mentioning, though. I mean, if we're just talking about actors in general, even though he yeah. wasn't lead. Because I, I just finished listening to an interview with him, and he improved the majority of what made it into that movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Like the thing when he, uh, when he slaps... Uh, I can't remember his name now. Cassian. Cassian, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Gosh. When he slaps him. Yeah. <laughs> when he slaps him across the head and says, and there's a fresh one of those for you again. Yeah. You mouth off or something like that. He improv that. Oh, like, no most way. of his stuff is improv and they let him use it. So. so this is actually the only category where every single... So most of the time I did actually not vote for Rogue One first. Okay, mm-hmm. um, This is the only category where I had all three Rogue One. Really? <laughs> I just didn't like a lot of the, I didn't like a lot of the actors and a lot of the other films. Mm-hmm. But I love so Alan Tudyk was my number one. I thought he was just really interesting. I thought he was funny. Um, my number two was um, and I know this is controversial, but I thought that Forrest Whitaker was great as Saw mm-hmm. I don't think that's controversial. Well, for no. some people it is. Oh, he's really? just very, he was good. All right, so yeah. we all agree he's great. Yeah. Um, my third place one was. Um, I can't, remember, I can't remember the guy's name. I don't remember how to pronounce this guy's name. No, it was the um, Bayes Malvis. Oh, Bodhi? No, 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 was, no, um, no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Bodhi. Um, yeah, yeah, What's that guy's name? Wynn? 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 Something like that. Um, <laughs> he, I thought he did an amazing job because he, of all the characters that developed, he went from like a doubting faith kind of dude to mm-hmm. like a, I saw my friend 
Yeah, in an yeah, act yeah. of faith, do yeah. this, and now I must commit as well. Yeah, I'm going to put my faith out there. I thought that was really well done. The way he did it, the way he played that, was really, really, really good. It, it, like I, I'm not like a crier in movies, but like in that scene, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So that was I thought that was cool. Um, so shall we reveal the winner? Yes. I need like a drum roll every time I say that. Um, Ryan Reynolds Yay! as Deadpool. <laughs> Just because of the hotness, though. That's the weird part. That's, there's actually a special like caveat to it. No. Um, no uh, I feel like that's sad because he was really good in it. He was really good in it. I mean, I think a lot he of people... He just happens to, unfortunately, be hot. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about Ryan Reynolds, I'll say this, I'll say this um, like to his benefit, is that he started in comedy and was a goofball. He said, like, the two guys, a girl, and stuff like that. So the fact that he turned into, like, the leading male and brought that whole aspect into it mm-hmm. is pretty impressive, actually, from an acting standpoint. Because mm-hmm. he had to rebrand himself. Um, and he, let's face it, this guy recovered from Green Lantern. Which was yeah. awful, yeah. right? I actually saw that twice in the theater. Did you really? <laughs> because a friend wanted to see it uh, and was moving out of state. And I'm like, okay... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. That was a really, really bad movie. Not that, not necessarily, not necessarily because he was so bad in it. Um, no, it was the directing. It was the directing and stuff. But but he was perfect for Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And he, so not only did he redeem himself from Green Lantern, he redeemed Deadpool from Wolverine movie. Mm-hmm. I liked that one actually. You like that version Talk about of Deadpool? Controversial. That's the most controversial. Well, I like that right? movie. I don't really have an opinion about Deadpool, but I agree. I like that. Movie. I, I think the movie's okay. Yeah, I agree, but the Deadpool is like whatever. Yeah, I'm not a big Deadpool fan, mm-hmm. so I didn't put Ryan Reynolds on my list. Obviously, because I put those other three guys. But um, I know that people who like Deadpool were like, he got it, yeah. like he nailed Deadpool. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, so we're, we only have two categories left, uh, and then we'll talk about some other things as well um, while we still have time. But these are these are getting into best director, and then we're going to talk about best film. So that'd be really fun. <laughs> so uh, the the nominees for best director are I hope I don't pronounce this wrong. Um, <laughs> Dennis Villanueva for Arrival, mm-hmm. Joe and Anthony Russo for Captain America: Civil War, Tim Miller for Deadpool, and Gareth Edwards for Rogue One. So what do you guys think? Did they were any missed that should have been in there in your opinion? How much did I look for? I gotta check. For best director? Best director, yeah. Well, I think it's quite a feat to do a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I it think is. it's, and to be able to fit <clears throat> it into the universe in the middle of the universe um, and have it be cohesive. True. So I think that is quite a feat in itself. Plus, it was a, a very good film. True. But not quite as good a feat as directing a rival. <laughs> that is a better feat. <laughs> is that your top? Your top oh, yeah. is Arrival? Yeah. I want to say Arrival, but because of Garrick Edwards' uh, connection with Edgar Wright and Spaced and all mm. of that, mm. I would, I'm going to say Gareth Edwards. <laughs> <Total> <laughs> so we got two Gareth Edwards. We got an, uh, Dennis Villanueva. Mm-hmm. I just like saying that now because it's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't think it's right. But probably not. <laughs> I don't know how to say it either. I'm totally, totally wrong. Um, I think that uh, when here's what's more impressive to me about Gareth Edwards and Rogue One is the fact that you're not really directing that movie 
as most directors would direct a movie, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with Kathleen Kennedy, yeah. you're dealing yeah. with every single, you're dealing with Pablo Hidalgo, you're dealing with everybody going, yeah. you can't screw this up, dude. This is Disney behind you, this is Star Wars behind you, this is Lucasfilm. Yeah. So the fact that you can create an amazing movie given all of that input, you have to be amazing at teamwork. Yeah. Um, I mean, when, uh, just doing Star Wars Rivals, which is six and a half minutes long, the amount of teamwork that must be accomplished and the amount of like, you just don't agree with everyone, right? Like even on a six and a half minute film where everyone really gets along and everyone really likes each other, you don't agree about everything. Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, but your voice has to be heard. Totally has to be heard. And you have to come through and push it forward and say yep. no to the studio heads and say, this is what I want. Exactly. And I think he did that because originally, um, not all of the characters, spoiler alert, not all of the characters were going to die. In the original script, really? Yeah, if you actually, this is a this is a good experiment. Go look at the trailer, and then watch the finished film, and watch how they actually escaped with the plans to Scarif and were running away in the trailer. Um, which, of course, hmm. like the plans never make it because they beam them up to the they beam them up to the Mon Calamari. Um, so in, in this, in, I think that he went basically he went back and he went. It doesn't feel right. Like, all these people live. Like, where are they in this world? Where are they in this universe? Yeah, like, yeah. this is bizarre, right? So, um, I think for, for some of those reasons, that I think he he really deserves it. Now, again, I haven't seen Arrival, so I don't know. And, and again, all these guys are deserving. Yeah. Um, it's a shame we don't have any women in here, huh? We need a women in a geek movie director. Um, Got Wonder Woman this year, so. That's right. Talk yeah, about Patty Jenkins next yeah, time. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Joe and Anthony Russo did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Absolutely. I think the problem with Captain America for me is it doesn't it it does an amazing job. It's great storytelling, great visuals, great all that kind of stuff. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't push the envelope on any of them particularly. We're seeing the best versions of all of what has occurred, but it's not really like do, showing me anything new in the genre. Um, mm. That's for me. That's yeah. just for me. So. And Tim Miller and Deadpool, I feel like it's almost like it's almost like too easy to direct that one well. It's like, <laughs> are you a Gen Xer who's Just point the camera at Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need more abs. Aww. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I will know. say though, with the Captain America, that they they did veer away from it a little bit with regards to like the third act. It it wasn't it wasn't the whole. A huge metal thing is coming down from the sky That's true. and yeah. destroy the earth. That's a great point. Yeah. It was more like let's teamwork yeah. together and That's true. Yeah, it didn't have that big yeah, metal it was thing a really coming quiet down from ending. the sky. Yeah. Which I appreciated because that's and then always Doctor the Strange point did the in same Marvel thing. movies I check out of. Yeah. And then Doctor Strange mm-hmm. did the same thing. Instead of destroying a whole city, they put one back together. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my personal take on all of this category is I'm bummed out that Doctor Strange didn't make it into more of the uh, more of the nominees. I think Doctor Strange of all the movies probably does from like a reclamation society standpoint where we ask questions about the mm-hmm. movie it's like what is the movie revealing to us? I think Doctor Strange of all of these movies um, is one of the top ones in terms of what it's saying about reality and what it's saying about the way our minds work and what it's saying about how arrogance gets in the way of us experiencing spirituality and like seeing the world through other people. I don't know. I really like the message of that. So you um, liked the message of Dr. Strange. Yeah. I like the whole, I like all the story of it and everything. I 
totally disagree with that. Really? Oh yeah. What do you I think? I came away it? from Doctor Strange like okay, very so much. Okay, so this Doctor Strange podcast, right? Yeah, <laughs> you guys. Yeah. I know. Us arguing about it. Were you disturbed by it? Yeah, I did not like the whole like you have to go to the darkness and use the darkness in order to get the good stuff. Mm. In order to go to the to the good good places. I don't think that because I I felt like I came away from it. It's okay to sin. It's okay to sin. It's okay to sin as long as you're doing it for good. Oh, for the greater good. And so that's I, what I came away feeling totally a little dirty about that. Yeah. Interesting. I, I heard some people having criticism mm-hmm. with the film and something that I think resonated and could potentially resonate with a lot of people is not just um, what you were talking about, but also about the value that we place in the things that we do mm. versus who we are. And, yes. and I think with um, Doctor Strange, when he lost his ability to use his hands, right. then he really had to question his own value as a person. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people struggle with that. So mm-hmm. I liked it for that reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think I felt like it was gonna be that way. Hmm. The way you said it. Mm-hmm. So actually, when I watched it, I actually was surprised that it wasn't that mm. way. As much as I felt like it, like when I watched it. Um, the di- what's interesting about that is the director slash writer I think he has a writing credit in it um, is is actually a Christian and like mm-hmm. um, and friends with some of our friends actually he's a one sixty eight yeah exactly he's yeah. A so I actually thought because of the arcane occult nature of what mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is doing mm-hmm. I thought they were going to take it down that path way more than they did and so mm-hmm. I was like really happy so maybe it was just my mm-hmm. preconceived because I don't didn't know anything about Doctor Strange so ah. when I went into it I thought oh this is very occult I don't ah. and that was exactly <laughs> the word that I came out of it with was like this is too occult for my yeah my hmm. narrow minded view <laughs> and that, that was the criticism that I was hearing too mm-hmm. and I was like you know, I was kind of trying to see it from a different perspective mm. of like, okay, I'm I, I'm not gonna embrace this teaching, but mm. you know, what are the things underneath that that mm-hmm. I can pull from my worldview? Mm-hmm. So I do I do agree with you. And whenever I do see a film that says kind of like, uh, let's sin so that good may come, or let's like, what what would be the what would be the the as long as the end justifies the means, mm-hmm. I hate that in films. It's kind of like, come on, where's the character? Where's your character? Like, yeah, but um, I didn't pick up on that. But I'll have to watch it again. I've only seen it one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the best director, of which Scott Derrickson is not in there. <laughs> um, the winner is Gareth Edwards. Yeah. Uh, at least we all agree that that one is actually like we like it. We like the fact that that one won. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a really good job. Also, talk about one of the most likable guys. You guys see that? You see this dude interviewed, and you're like, ah, I wish I could hang out with that guy. <laughs> like, like it would be fun to hang out with. Um, he seems like a really cool guy. So, guys, we are we have come to the last category of the best geek film of 2016. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, I'm just gonna go right into the nominations, and then we'll talk about them. Um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Arrival. Rogue One, there's no surprise there, I guess. Uh, Deadpool and Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about that? What do you think about that list? It's, what's missing? Kubo. Yeah. Kubo? <laughs> yeah, Kubo is so good. Hmm. Kubo is... Um... <laughs> I know you don't like... <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> no, I, I was, this is my experience with Kubo. Seriously, I'm watching Kubo. 
And I'm like, this is amazing. Like visually, it's stunning. I love the characters. Uh, the sisters were so creepy. They I'm like, were. oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, you can't even. Like, if I was a kid and I was watching this, I'd be freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it comes to the twist at the end, and I won't say the spoiler because maybe more people haven't seen Kubo, but I was like, what in the world? <laughs> that makes no sense. I thought the twist was amazing. Really? Yeah, because I feel like everything about me uh-huh. wanted the tw- want didn't want the twist. Wanted that person uh, to have to deal with yeah. with being bad. And I'm like, okay, this is what Grace looks like. This is what Mercy looks like. And I thought, man, like where where is that in my life? Where I'm like, yeah, you deserve this, uh, and mm-hmm. and that twist was was so insightful. Um, so I really I really liked that twist for that reason, and actually brought me to tears. Really? Yeah, because oh, wow. I, I because I thought that that was such a power. Like we have so much power when we can speak into someone's life who has hurt us, who has. Um, done us wrong and and if we have that opportunity to say you know what I'm going to actually speak something positive yeah. into your life even though it's not even a true like way that I've experienced you I'm hopeful that that's what right, you can step right, into right, right. and I mean that's a major spoiler yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well okay so I'll say, I'll say this I'll say this because I'm really glad that you can you can draw out that truth mm-hmm. and this is why I like the Reclamation Society because we get to talk about that and you go yeah. this was powerful for me and I go oh really because I thought it was this um, but what I thought was happening and what I thought the message of the movie was mm-hmm. because they made such a point about the grandfather being experiencing perfection mm-hmm. I felt like what they were saying was that the grandfather was um, equitable to God mm-hmm. and how God was essentially a uh, benevolent benevol- not benevolent uh, malevolent mm-hmm. um, force and just wanted to take from humanity and wanted to take mm-hmm. and if you didn't mm-hmm. give back then he was angry at you and so when that when that twist came in, I was like, it was, all, it was almost to me. It felt like it felt like uh, let's show God humanity. That's what it felt like to okay. me. And to me, I so I took that as like almost like offensive to me. I was like, what are you really? saying about oh. this? Yeah, I was That's, like, like I totally didn't picture the grandfather as a God character mm-hmm. at all. Um, the the thing that got me was the describing where he was where he was as being perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would you want to be where he's perfect? Why would you want to be where he's perfect? So, um, but no, uh, go watch Kubo because it's pretty, then <laughs> you can decide on your own yeah. what you think about it. Um, well, Brandon thinks that the only one that needs to be on the list is Rogue One. <laughs> I think a lot of people agree with you, Brandon. What's Brandon's it's last name? Just so I know. Pelton. Oh, I Brandon's actually Brandon. an old friend of mine. Oh, what's up, Brandon? But Thank that, you for joining. That would not be a list. One movie, <laughs> yeah. not a list. <laughs> so and he said Rogue One. He says that Rogue yes. One is the only one that should be on the list. I, you know, I can't argue. My my top film of 2016 is Rogue One. Like that's my personal favorite. So I can't really argue with that. I, I always, that I will always say to me because I tend to only watch movies once. Mm. So in order for me to find out which film is top for me, yeah. I would say which film would I watch again? Oh, there yeah. you go. And that would be Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would watch Rogue One again before I would watch Arrival again. Just because of its there's so many characters and so many things to like bite into as opposed to Arrival which kind mm-hmm. of is a simple little piece. Yeah. Yeah. See, I kind of went the other way because when I voted for this, I voted for Rogue One. 
Mm-hmm. And I, was, I was going around saying that's my favorite movie of the year, Rogue One, Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue yeah, One. yeah. And I went and saw it again a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. And I still love it, but after seeing it again, I'm like, okay, I see some of the holes. And oh. Now I haven't gone back and watched Arrival a second time yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I were to vote now, I'd probably put Arrival on top. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Jamie has some comments, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kubo, so I think she's on my team. <laughs> she says, a good point. I agree. The fact that we need to rely on others to remind us of who we are in grace. Perhaps the point is that perfection without love and grace isn't really perfection. Because he clearly wasn't a loving character. He was so, not. Yeah. And, and, and I will say that... Yeah, you guys, <laughs> you guys might be 100% right. It's just that at the time when it hit me, it just hit me in a place where I was like, I just think that it's saying something that I just, like part of me, just my belief system cannot deal with. Not, you know, if, you said, if you said, if it hit me the way it hit you guys, mm-hmm. um, Jamie, you too, then I would feel the same way. I feel like, yeah, no, that's a good message. Like, that's great. I think um, too many times, like, we can just want justice right and the reality is if we were to all experience true justice we'd all be in drop in trouble like right like so i believe that yeah like, i believe that i believe that very much so um no one is actually perfect but i don't know for whatever reason there's some part of that messaging that i just couldn't we're gonna do a podcast on this and we're gonna break it down um it'll be good i'll have to watch it again now though <laughs> so, who did I tell you? Or did I tell no Nathan? I told Nathan, uh, my co-founder. I'm like, I don't even want to watch it again. <laughs> um, so I might have to watch it again now. So if you, from this list, then would you pick Arrival? Now yeah, you, okay. I would. So you would you you would now that you've seen Arrival, you'd go back on the Rogue One choice. Well, you saw. Well, I had twice. seen both of them when I voted, but now that I've seen Rogue One a second time, I see. Because I agree, it's more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, I might watch it more times than I'd watch Arrival. But I think the quality of the movie itself, Arrival, just stands out more to me. Because yeah. I think it's just a better piece of art. Mm. So. It's definitely more poignant. Yeah. yeah. I think it's more unexpected. It's a more complicated story. It's, like I said before, that balance of kind of like, like it's soul-crushing, but also hopeful at the same yeah. time. Like. Yeah. I like those kind of films. Yeah. But rebellions are built on hope, dude. I don't know what else it could be. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what else to tell you. And then they show you Princess Leia's face at the end and <laughs> ruin the whole thing. So. Nathan actually just said almost, I think what we're thinking is Rogue One made Star Wars me happy, Arrival made movie me happy. Uh, that's good. Mm. That's a good point. Uh, I haven't seen it. I still haven't, so now I have to watch that too. Yes. I, even though I didn't want to, I'm going to have to watch it. Great score, great acting, mm-hmm. great cinematography. I mean, there's all these reasons to see it. So what was your best film? Uh, I'm torn. Um, Arrival was a surprise for me because I, when I saw the trailer, I was like, eh, you know, and right. I kind of was with you like, aliens, yeah. okay. Um, and then I saw it recently and I'm like, okay, this is totally not what I was expecting. It was really smart. Mm. And um, I think that, at least for me, I wasn't necessarily expecting that from alien films. Sure. Um, so it was really smart. It was um, kind of gut wrenching, uh, gut wrenching with some parts. Really? Yeah, um, that's why they're all saying that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. And we're trying to say it in a way that doesn't ruin it for you. Right. So just yeah, go right. watch it. I know. I know. <laughs> it was a really 
really great film. It was kind of like Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Just but the like second it. one. <laughs> yes. I swear, when Will Smith flies into that ship, I'm just crushed every time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I agree with what Nathan is saying here. Mm. Um, so it depends on who's duking it out and who's yeah, going to yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Star Wars me or, or movie me. And I think... I think Star Wars is going to win. Uh oh, yeah. yeah. Star Wars me almost always wins. Yeah. So. so we're all almost on the same page. Here's so another, you would say it? I would say Rogue One. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you're almost there, but not quite. Is Rogue One your second? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. The one other thing I would say is had no other Star Wars movies existed, <laughs> mm-hmm. Rogue One probably would just be a really good sci fi movie. Like, it wouldn't stand out oh, that I much. Mean, sure, so sure, there's sure. so much nostalgia wrapped up into it, and That's true. the feat of. Working it into a pre-existing world successfully, yeah. which is a feat and Star is Wars, worth yeah. recognizing. But yeah. uh, Jamie adds that both Independence Day two and Arrival brought me to tears but for very different reasons. <laughs> so. I can vouch for that. I was there for both of those viewings. Congratulations to the Smith family for seeing Independence Day two. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you were the, the first, first you saw it. The first okay. twenty minutes of it was pretty good. Really? And then it all just turns to crap. So, Marianne, what was yours? Yours was Rogue One, then? Yes. You're saying Rogue One? Okay. Can I just give a shout-out to Moana? I know it's not like a geek movie. Oh, I really want to see okay. I it's want Moana to be a geek movie, because I want to do a podcast. Yes! Let's do it! You guys do a podcast together. Really? Yeah, yes. go for it. My There's wife so might want to be in on that, that one, too. Yeah, yeah. all three of you can do it. Do it together. I love Moana. I haven't seen it yet, and I really want to, because I love Pixar I've films. I've seen it, like, five times. Well, it's not a Pixar film. But oh, Disney animation. Disney yeah, animation. Disney. You know the Disney animations run by like the same people that you yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Different but locations. Did you like Moana yeah. more than Zootopia, though? I, I'm almost good. willing to say I liked Moana more than any other Disney animated movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it what? was it was Frozen. Phenomenal. Sorry, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no. I'm just throwing it out. But Zootopia oh, was also Rome. this year. Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how excited I am for Rick or Elf 2. It's going to be amazing. Oh, this is a good yeah. segue. So, okay, let me announce the thing and then we'll... So, uh, the winner is Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One is the winner. Um, it's the most disappointed I've ever heard you about a Star Wars oh film that you like to winning. Yeah, it's not as disappointing as I would have been if Deadpool won. <laughs> so you really hate on Deadpool, huh? Oh, okay. I, I will admit I have not seen Deadpool, mm-hmm. but... Um, I don't like the spirit of Deadpool. Right. It, it, it rated um, are very crass. Not even so much that, just and even in the comics too, like just the idea of because I love comics, I love superheroes, I love those stories, mm-hmm. and so the idea of this character that's basically meant to rag on that, mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't offend me. I don't, I don't have a problem with that existing, mm-hmm. but it's just like, well, I don't care. Like, mm. I like this stuff. I don't joy. care about watching yeah. you make fun of it. Right. And I feel like the movie has some element element of that too because it's almost more of a Ryan Reynolds gets revenge on Hollywood story than it is an actual movie. You know what That's I mean? That's true. It's, yeah. like, it's like, we'll never make the right Deadpool movie. We'll never will. Well, now you will. You know? <laughs> for, me, for me, Deadpool is an adult cartoon. Mm-hmm. And, and, and actually, what I don't like about it is that it... I think it basically doesn't know what to stand for. It only knows what to stand against, and even on that, it's somewhat confused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, like violence against women, it's like, should I punch you? Should I not punch you? I guess I might punch you. It's like extreme violence. It's kind of like, if you take it as a cartoon, you're good to go. Yeah. It's fine. You're just not making a statement about the world. But if you take it as a non-cartoon, then you're like, 
well, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, you're giving me this information that I'm finding it very challenging to, like, put a worldview behind. Yeah. So that's my only comment on Deadpool is I feel like that that's, it's entertaining, but at the end of the day, I'm still left with a lot of questions about why I'm entertained. Yeah. So. The other thing about Deadpool, as a lifelong DC Comics reader, ah. and the creator of Deadpool, I've heard him admit this, Deadpool Rob, Rob, is basically Rob, Rob, a, yeah. a rip-off of Deathstroke from yeah. DC Comics. Like, you know, Deadpool's name is Wade Wilson. Yeah. Deathstroke's name is Slade Wilson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and has been around a lot longer. <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh, I actually read an article recently about um, Rob Liefeld. Liefeld? I don't know how yeah. to pronounce his name. But being one of like the most controversial creators in comic history. Yeah. Well, he's so. done some great stuff. Has he? Yeah. I like randomly ran into him at, uh, in line for food at Comic-Con and I'm like, really? get him a hot, like a disgusting hot dog and I'm all, oh, hey! He does here, doesn't he? Huh? He does. Yeah. Actually, he went to school with like Alan Ng or something. I could have sworn that I saw him and Jim Lee um, like having Just lunch at like, like flame broiler or something like that. I don't think it was them. I think it was two guys that kind of looked like them. Yeah. But God, how cool would that, that be? Signs of Slade Wilson. Yeah. Um, all right. So the, the, the couple of last questions I want to ask, um, and the the reason why I said it was a segue is, what movie are you most? What geek movie are you most excited for for 2017? Ooh. And also, we we want to hear the Facebook comments. So if you're on Facebook, um, or if you're on the, listening to the podcast. Then go on MZ or shoot us an email. But what are, what are you looking forward to most about 2017 in geek films? Yes. She wants to talk. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, that's, yes. Just such joy. So fun. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is one of my favorite comic book movies. Next to Nolan's Batman series, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is like right there. Mm. I really like the tone. What about you? It's <sighs> a big question. <laughs> um, I just finished reading The Circle mm. so that's going to be turned into a film and it's coming out this year um, I'm looking at when Queen of the Tearling is coming out I don't know if it comes out this year oh. um, it doesn't come out to 2018 but Ready Player One uh-huh. I'm really excited about and that has Spielberg behind it right? yes yeah 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 oh, it's going to be amazing and um, oh Beauty and the Beast mm. oh yeah. yes Beauty and, yeah, Beauty and the Beast. What do you think of Emma Watson for the for Belle though? Oh, she's perfect. Yeah, oh, she's so perfect. What? <laughs> what? I don't what? know. Just, Belle is my favorite Disney princess. Okay. Yeah, just seeing that you have one, but okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about it that long, but um, but uh, yeah, I just I don't know Emma Watson for me. I don't know if she too Hermione. Maybe, maybe. Hmm. I don't but know. then that makes her it perfect to be Belle though. But Belle is such a, I don't know. I guess what I would say is that Belle is a very sweet character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Very intelligent, mm-hmm. very sweet. And I feel like Emma Watson is pretending to be sweet. Really? Yeah, she is an actress. Them's fighting words. I feel like, like as, as an actress, uh-huh. um, she's picked roles that I think align with things that she appreciates or values. Uh, and I think that she is very clear in what she stands for. Oh, and good. And the roles that she's picked, I think like Hermione, 
is kind of if a Disney princess were turned into um, Harry Potter or put into Harry Potter's world, that that bell would be uh, Hermione. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, just loving books, and in, at least in the the Disney cartoon, she doesn't want to follow the trend of everybody loving Gaston, and yeah. and so she butts that, and exactly. she's like, no, I'm not about that. I don't like this guy, and. So she, I don't think she's as sweet as it might seem she is. I think a sweeter princess might be like Snow White, where she's much more innocent. Um, right. But Belle, I think sure. she has a, a good head on her shoulder. She's like, no, like I love reading, and I know I'm odd and different. Yeah. And, and so much so that this guy that everybody loves, I don't love. And, right, right, right. And I think that... I agree with everything you're yeah. saying. I just don't, I don't fit... Emma Watson into that category, but but then again, I haven't seen a lot of Emma Watson films, so I, I have to be a little bit careful with that. See, I don't care about Beauty and the Beast or Emma Watson, and even I think she's perfect. Really? <laughs> you know what? Why do I You're just you? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you guys think? Are you excited about? Yeah, what are you excited, excited about? about? Um, the nostalgia in me is excited about Justice League because oh, yeah. that's... is that actually coming out this year? Yeah. Oh. November, I think. Nice. Um, I is that? Because, you know, that's something that's I loved my whole life. Absolutely. And The Last Jedi, because The Last Jedi that's just cool. Right my top choice, yeah. But based on trailers and everything I've seen, I have to say right now that I'm most excited about Logan. I was going to say that. Oh. Yeah. It comes out this year. Uh, it comes out. Oh, it. it. Sorry. It. I thought you were talking about Logan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that also comes out this year. Stephen but King. It. Stephen King. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Pelton, Pelton says Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. I think oh, Guardians right. of the Galaxy 2, uh, Last Jedi, and Logan. I think Logan has... So, I don't know what it is. No love for Power Rangers? <laughs> no. Power, dude, I was, too, I was too old for Power Rangers. Yeah, same. I think we were all too old for Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. I feel like... Okay, a friend of mine loves, 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 loves Power Rangers. And she's so upset about the way this... Um, film looks and I told mm. her they're gemming you because I love gem yeah. but when they made the movie they turned something that was supposed to be kitschy and corny right. they turned it into like a serious and type cool. film and, yeah, yeah. and it's like no they're it's, gemming you they're <laughs> gemming. that's a new term yeah. yes because she's, she knew she like the film just <laughs> I, I was not happy with the film at all yeah. and uh, and she's not going to be happy with Power yeah. Rangers because yeah. they're turning it into something it isn't. It's supposed to be corny and it's almost like they made Power Rangers based off that. Did you see the short film that was like all dark? Mm-hmm. Actually, it had cussing in it. I think too. Did you see that? Oh yeah, was it a couple years back, like James Vanderbeek. Was it James Vanderbeek? Van no. Yeah, that's actually hilarious. Yeah, um, I didn't realize that. Um, one of the things I was going to mention about Logan too is I don't know why I like this so much, but I love the fallen older comic book hero concept. Yeah. Mm. When they when cuz I know you and I don't you and I don't agree as much on Watchmen cuz I actually really like Watchmen. Oh. Yeah. Um, but like those kind of films where it's like superheroes are just as bad as everybody else and they're trying to figure it out. Like mm. I just really resonate with that for yeah. some reason. So I think Logan looks good in that regard. Well, and one of my favorite comic stories is Old Man Logan. Mm. But I think what that one lacks is heart. What the Old Man Logan story lacks is heart. particular one. And it kind of looks like Logan is Old Man Logan, but with heart. Yeah. Like putting Charles Xavier in it. And yeah, exactly. You can just clearly see the long-lasting friendship between the two of them. And I don't know exactly what, you know, the story is, but right. it just, 
and that you know putting hurt over the trailer and stuff like that was, oh yeah it just looks so good you can put hurt over a lot of trailers i know i know it like, helps oh it's amazing <laughs> i know <laughs> but there's later trailers that don't have hurt over it and it still looks amazing okay so. unrelated to geek but do you prefer hurt by nine inch nails or hurt by johnny cash johnny cash Johnny Cash. Do you, you, you know what we're talking about? No. <laughs> I know Johnny Cash and I love Johnny Cash. Yeah. Everything Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash's version of Hurt is phenomenal. Yeah. I feel like what he did was reveal what the song is really about. Because exactly. when, you, when you hear the Nine Inch Nails version, you're like, cool, Nine Inch yeah. Nails, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, and then you're like, oh my gosh, when someone who's old sings this, it's like super Someone who's deep. old yeah. just lost his wife. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, he made a music video for it. I yep. don't know if you've seen that. And right. this was shortly before he died. Yep. But I've seen it. I loved it. The video is just heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. You can't watch that video without being like, I think I need to change my life. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what do I, what do I all my life choices. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So before we, before we close out, we're going to close out soon. What about, is there any other comments? Any other comments that anybody's talking about? Um, Throw some out, people. Come but on. How about we talk about what were some of your, just real quick, comic books, TV shows, what were your favorite geek mm. besides films? Stranger Things. Stranger yes. Things. Big Stranger time. Things. Cody Shear says uh, The Dark Tower has a lot of potential. Oh, The Dark Tower. I'm glad, I'm glad he said that. On casting alone. Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey. Idris Elba is like one of my favorite oh. actors these days. Yeah. Can we talk about what we're looking forward to in for 2017, for yeah, for everything, yeah, sure. American Gods. I cannot uh, wait for. That. I haven't read the comic series. Uh, about that. No, it awesome? yeah, it's a book. Oh, it's a book. Yeah, yeah. Yes, ah, uh, it's it's awesome, and it's actually books because mm. um, the uh, Nancy Boys uh, is, it ties into that as well. Um, awesome. So I'm really excited. I want to say that's Neil Gaiman. Yes. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I like Neil Gaiman, so that's I'm awesome. really really excited about that the casting that's what reminded me when you're talking about casting yeah the casting for um ricky whittle um oh ian mcshane i think who oh um, yeah yeah yeah. He's awesome. oh i know yeah. when they announced him for wednesday i'm like okay we're done here <laughs> um yeah. so yeah there's gonna be a lot of really that's awesome um, Amazing um, actors and actresses in that, so I'm looking forward to American Gods. Mm. On stars, that's the only reason I have stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about Arrow just because Ooh. I I love binging Arrow. Also, <laughs> one of my friends uh, just got a role, and so oh, really? she has a job now as a the. Oh my gosh, I need to know what what role she has. Um, is it an actual character? Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. a character character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whoa. Blackbird? No. Um, Black Canary? Yes. Oh, the new one? Yes. That's your friend? Mm-hmm. No, she's doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, yeah, Daryl, no. Um, so, uh, yeah, the most recent episode of that show. Did you awesome. see that? Last I did week, This yeah. week's episode? No, I haven't. It's heavy, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Is yes. Stranger Things 2 going to be a little bit too scary? Because I thought Stranger Things was just a little too scary for me. I was, see, I, see, I'm not a horror movie person at all. Mm-hmm. I do not like horror movies. But for me, it was an acceptable level. Yeah, it was just on the, it was like on the line. Yeah. Mm, on the line. I know a couple people that it was over the line. Yeah. But for me, it was like... I'll be able to get to sleep tonight, but it's going to take me a little longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there wasn't like, I can't sleep tonight. Um, so Stranger Things was awesome. Uh, 
Game of Thrones was an interesting season. Um, this season, uh, I liked Game of Thrones a lot, but I feel like m- maybe it wasn't quite as good um, this season as before. Uh, what else did I want to say in terms of TV shows? Oh, Daredevil. Daredevil, in my opinion, is the best yeah. show on TV these days. So I'd throw Walking Dead out there. I know a mm-hmm. lot of people have been complaining about this mm-hmm. new season, but... I haven't seen this season. I think it's been schedule. really good, and... Like the last couple minutes of the mid-season finale mm-hmm. back in December or whenever that was, that was like some of the best television I've ever seen in my life. Like, really? I read, I, I, my wife could tell you, I watched that scene like five, six times in a row. Like, I was like teared up. I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> that was so wow. And thank you, Nathan, for writing in about The Dark Tower. Being, he's a little more excited. He's a little more worried for the Dark Tower than excited about it. <laughs> I can see that. Um, Jamie wants us to rip on power, yeah. Powerless for a little bit. It's worthy. Oh, I haven't seen Powerless. That's not what good. is it? No. Oh, so it's oh. A, a show. Yeah, yeah, it's a, TV it's a show. show set within the DC universe. Okay, but it's a sitcom. So it's a comedy, oh. and it takes place at Wayne Securities. Oh, yes. I heard and, about that. And it has amazing people, and it has Alan Tudyk, it has Danny Pudi. Like, it should be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is not good. Uh, Alan Tudyk is in it. Yeah. yeah. So he's on the market. He's, he's on the he's, Disney team and the DC team? Yeah, and he's oh. the only one that ever delivers anything funny. Oh. But even that's not Even though more than Danny Pudi? Danny... That's what is he? How come I can't? He's Abed from Community. Abed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And you know what? He's pretty much Abed in this too. Like they really should have just called him Abed. Oh. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Funny, actually. Um, but yeah, she's right. It's not good. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that I'm missing about geek stuff that that was in? Well, in the comic world, yeah. Um, there's been a couple for me. One is a book called Descender by yeah. Jeff Lemire. Oh yeah, you yeah, uh, gave that to me. Really, really. That was good. great. Jeff, um, Jeff Lemire um, did he's, the number two of old, volume yeah, he's, two of old, he's doing the series. One. Yeah, it's really yeah. he's really good. Um, and then um, he fixes a lot of the problems I have with Miller. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then a guy named Tom King who's writing on Batman right now. His I haven't read everything that he's done, but his first arc on Batman is like one of the best best Batman stories. I've ever read. That's crazy. So, okay. did you guys read the Batman at all the series? So, Scott Snyder was the last person who was on Batman, and Scott also Snyder amazing. was amazing. It was kind of like so when um, when I heard that Tom King was going to take over, I was like, "That's like following Heath Ledger. Like, you don't want to do that. Like, you don't want to be Jared Leto following Heath Ledger." Um, but I read the Sheriff of Babylon, which we have a podcast on too. If you want to listen to our thoughts about Sheriff of Babylon, but Tom King did that, and he's like an ex CIA who used to work in Iraq and it's about the Iraq war and it's amazing. So it's well worth the read. It's, a lot of people are calling the Sheriff of Babylon the best comic series of 2016. Um, but also the Batman is supposed to be great and so is the Vision. Yeah. The Vision stuff is supposed to be awesome oh, too. Okay. But I haven't read any of that. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about geek wise as we wrap up this the first Hopefully annual. <laughs> It'd be interesting to do it biannually and see if you do two years of movies. That'd be like worth fighting about. Yeah, Star Wars fans fighting Star Wars fans for the next film. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll maybe do that next year. That does it for the 2016 Geek Awards. Based on your votes, Rogue One was the big winner taking home seven out of the nine awards. What do you think about that? Was it the best geek film of the year? 
did you prefer a rival like some of our panelists? Or was there another? We have multiple ways for you to let us know. You can email us at reclamationsociety at gmail.com or you can head over to our IMSI group. IMSI is where we host our discussion board and you can start a thread or add your thoughts to an existing thread. The link to the IMSI group is also in the show notes. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we're giving away a copy of Daredevil Yellow. It's a hard copy. It's a really nice copy. And we're going to be giving away copies of a lot of the other comics we review and discuss on the Story Geeks podcast. So if you want to start getting comics in the mail from us, all you have to do is, one, review the Story Geeks podcast on iTunes, and two, like the Reclamation Society on Facebook, which the link is actually in the show notes. The link to our Facebook page is in the show notes. Just make sure when you submit your iTunes review that your name is on it so that we can attribute the review to you. Or if you use a username that isn't your real name, just message us on Facebook and let us know that you reviewed the podcast on iTunes so that we can match your iTunes review to your Facebook account. Pretty easy, right? The link to our Facebook page, as I mentioned, is in the show notes. We're going to choose a winner at random on March 10th for the Daredevil Yellow comic. If you're under 18, make sure you get your parents' permission or have them review the the, uh, podcast on iTunes and like our Facebook page. The other cool thing is, if you review the podcast and like our Facebook page, you'll already be entered to win future comic giveaways from us. So you've only got to do it one time. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the 2016 Geek Awards. Please let us know what you think and make sure to subscribe to this podcast for future episodes. As always, question everything in your favorite stories and always seek the truth.